and say like, what are the hardest parts about that system? What weight do I choose? How fast should I go? Uh, is my range of motion safe? Let's take all of those and let's outsource them to technology. Mm. And that's what we've done. And we've, uh, yeah, we've been successful in the last 10 years in creating what we've created, but man, we are just getting started. So I'm trying to be living proof. Actually, my goal is to be the laziest, strong person of all time. That's it. That's it. That's what that, I'm going for. Call the Guinness Book of World Records. That's Mike Polano, and he is the Chief Product Officer at ARX. And ARX stands for Active Resistance Exercise. And if you could imagine the most high-tech, the most ideal, the most customizable piece of exercise equipment on the planet, that's what ARX is. It knows exactly how hard you should push or pull, to what extent, at what weight. It is absolutely customizable for you. And in 12 minutes a week, you're working so specifically, so hard in such a short period of time that you are maximizing your results. So we talk all about how ARX works. You know, what are the foundations of slow, controlled, intense workouts? You don't have to go to the gym for two and a half hours. But if you do just the right amount, you push your body really hard, that's just right for you, you get results in a miraculously short period of time. There was a study that was conducted at a university that compared ARX workouts to sort of classic weight training exercises and the improvements in strength, VO2 max, fat loss, lean muscle mass, just blew classical weight training out of the water. Like there was no question that ARX was more efficient, more effective in all of these different parameters in a fraction of the amount of time that it takes you to go to the gym. Pretty incredible. Uh, you know, when it comes to exercise equipment, I think we're all looks, looking to be uh, our biggest, our fastest, our strongest in the shortest period of time. You know, some people get a lot of meditation out of exercise and that's totally cool. But some of us just want to get the results fast. So we do a deep dive into how adaptive resistance exercise works, why it works, how it works, how it was built, what are the foundations, and also some sort of key specific mechanics on how resistance training can be right for just about everybody, whether you're elderly and you want better bone density or you're an elite athlete and you're looking for that extra 5%, that extra 3% to take you over the edge. Pretty fascinating episode. Uh, I like to dive deep into the two training stuff like this occasionally because I know a lot of you are still CrossFitters. A lot of you are still super athletes. So you should know about the cutting edge stuff. So here it is. You can learn more at arxfit.com. Uh, if you want to purchase one, they're, they're expensive. <laughs> if you want to purchase one uh, or you want to start a gym or you want to be the location for an ARX piece of equipment in your market, you just tell them that you heard about ARX from this episode, uh, mention OPP by name and you'll be you'll get $500 off. It's a pretty sweet deal. Um, I'm, without much more, I'm just kind of going to dive into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Polano from ARX. Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. 
And we're here with Mike Polano. He's the Chief Product Officer at ARX. Mike, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Feels great to be here, Sean. I'm feeling great. Let's get into it. So I want to start with the first question, which is, how was the biohacking conference? Tell me a little bit about that experience. Yeah, for sure. So for anybody who's listening who doesn't not familiar with that, formerly used to be known as the Bulletproof Conference. It started in 2014. Our first year as a company there was 2015. And uh, man, has it grown. Uh, not only the amount of people, but the type of vendors. And it's just totally our type of people. It's awesome. Um, got to see a lot of old friends. Got to see a bunch of new technology there. Got to hear some really good talks when I was able to get away from the booth um, talking about the future of healthcare, talking about a lot of stuff with uh, what's going on with you know personal rights in healthcare these days. So it was it was fun, man. I recommend anybody going. Uh, anybody should go to that. If you're a newbie, if you're super advanced, you will find something there that is new, and uh, it's a constantly just like evolving space too. And you're just like, wait, what did you invent? Uh-huh. Like a headband that makes you feel drunk just by using frequency? Yeah. I was like, yes, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Did you try out the happy? Did you give it a go? I did. I did. And they put you on the happy hour setting, and it's it's just using frequency. We have a biocharger, which is uh, a. Yeah another tool that's amazing. Those guys are actually in town right now. And um, so anyways, the point is, is that frequency is for me, if you're not talking frequency with these days, it's just such a fundamental part of how the world works that, um, you know, you can do a lot of amazing things when you are resonating with the right frequency. So you can cure diseases, you can uh, solve some of your, I've, I've solved strep throat twice in the last two years. Um, just by sitting next to the biocharger. So happy, wow. similar idea, except a much smaller um, device as well as a smaller output of power, but it's still working on different frequencies. And you could sit there with this little headband on your head or around your neck. And all of a sudden you're like, kind of feel loose, kind of yeah. like a happy hour. Like I've had a few drinks because it's mimicking the signal of alcohol. Same thing goes for melatonin for sleep or uh, a couple other things that they use for like stress and anxiety and stuff like that just really fun stuff and people who are like mature products things that have like come a long way they got you know four or five years in the game and um it's really exciting it's just an industry that is has grown and we've been a part of it from not from day one but from pretty darn early and it's awesome like there's just so many new ideas that are coming out and trust me we are not done by any means in this industry like there's plenty of problems to still go out there and solve yeah that's for sure yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, 2015 as the first biohacking conference that you guys attended. Um, I, I, w- I wonder if you could just sort of give us just a brief uh, origin story. Where did this idea come from? How was it created? Uh, and maybe even start with explaining um, adaptive resistance to a third grader. Yeah, yeah. Let's start from the beginning here. So number one, our, our, our name of our company is ARX, Adaptive Resistance Exercise is the acronym. And the adaptive part of what we do comes from, we don't use weights. So we're not fighting gravity in our system for resistance exercise. You are going to be fighting a motor uh, instead, which at for first glance seems a little uh, nerve wracking for some people. They're like, what do you mean? Man versus machine. Like mm-hmm. you're going to lose every time, right? Yes, you are going to lose, but in the course of um, battling this in, let's say, a leg press in a machine that moves back and forth, 
Um, yes, it is always, you can't stop this thing from going back and forth, but you can create as much force against it as you would like, and it will just mirror everything back to you. It'll match the resistance. So what's great about that is the same machine that I use, that you use, or, you know, a grandmother, you know, steps on and uses, it's not, we're not changing the resistances in any way. You can essentially think about it. It's like an always, you're, that machine is always going to win. But you as an individual are the one that is adapting to the system. So if I can push as hard as I can on the way out and as hard as I can on the way back, maybe that's 100 on the way out and 200 on the way back. But then an NFL you know, linebacker steps on the machine, he could push 200 on the way out and 400 on the way back. The machine itself always wins, but the individual is the one that is adapting to what's going on. It's kind of an entirely flip on its head idea because when we lift the weight, um, it's you versus gravity and it's constant so it's 100 pounds up and 100 pounds down no matter who is on the other side of that and that's really where we just have seen um we've seen this for 10 plus years since we first innovated on this uh the first innovations of this technology came out it's like this is the better way to do it then we started adding computer software to it to take care of some of the variables that most people hate which is how much uh like it constant feedback so to be able to tell you how much you're doing in the moment as well as control my range of motion for me. Make sure I always am staying in a safe range of motion. We can program that. Uh, also show me, um, you know, how much time uh, do I want this rep to take? Do I want it to be five mm. seconds on the way up, five seconds on the way down? So speed of the repetition. Uh, what else do we do? A whole bunch of other feedback mechanisms that show you your force output real time that helps you to motivate you. Just like, how am I doing better or worse than I was last time? So we've just been able to look at kind of the legacy system of exercise, gyms, barbells, weights, et cetera, that we're all used to and say like, what are the hardest parts about that system? What weight do I choose? How fast should I go? Uh, is my range of motion safe? Let's take all of those and let's outsource them to technology. Mm. And that's what we've done. And we've, uh, yeah, we've been successful over the last 10 years in creating what we've created, but man, we are just getting started. Awesome. That's awesome. Do you feel a lot of pressure to be absolutely ripped as the chief product officer <laughs> for ARX? Pressure. Uh, there is a responsibility I have to go. be fit. That is for <laughs> sure. Um, no one wants to be told about a piece of uh, technology and how great it is, who is, you know, 200 pounds overweight. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, you know, everybody is on their journey, right? I didn't look the way I look right now when I first found ARX. Mm. In fact, not even close. And so, what we love is to see the, the variety of people who gravitate to our technology. It's most of the people who otherwise don't exercise at all. And so I'm in some of the pictures personally, I was the only one there at the day of the photo shoot. So I got <laughs> thrown in the mix to much to my chagrin. But uh, the point is, is that, you know, people who don't have uh, a, a traditional history of exercise or don't really like going to the gym, when they step on ARX machines, because of what I just said earlier, with all those variables taken care of, they're just free to work as hard as they feel comfortable with, and the machine matches them one-to-one. -one. So whether or not you're starting off or you are super advanced, the ARX technology is perfect for you in that moment, in that time, and then can also grow with you as you keep improving, yeah. it just keeps matching you along the way. So... Uh, I feel a responsibility to take care of myself no matter what, because that's just how you, every individual should live. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, I, I am the way I am. And I look the way I look because I work out on ARX 
period. I don't do any other resistance exercise at all and haven't really for the last eight years since yeah. I found ARX. So I'm trying to be living proof. Actually, my goal is to be the laziest, strong person of all time. That's it. That's it. That's what that, I'm going for. Call the Guinness Book of World Records. That's it. I, I think that's what everybody wants, right? They want the minimum effective dose. They want the, the that's what biohacking is that it's in its finest is to be able to do the as little as possible to get the maximum results. And that sounds like that's the whole entire basis for for the technology, right? It's it's a very strong basis that we we do really promote and it's because most people their number one reason for not exercising is they claim they don't have time yeah and in a traditional format where you got to go to the gym you know two to three times for about an hour that is true for a lot of people if you're a parent if you're an entrepreneur if you're just somebody who just doesn't want to be in that facility wants to have hobbies and live a life yeah it's not fun it's not like a thing that you're going to really want to do the problem is that we don't really offer anybody alternatives yeah, we have, you know, eight minute or whatever it is, six minute abs. And yeah, we have all these other like little um, nudges towards time efficiency. But realistically, the thing that people want is the magic pill, right? They want all of the benefits or at least like the majority of the benefits in like the least amount of time. Yeah. That is exactly what happens when people exercise on ARX. Yeah. Period. Like 12 minute workouts once max twice a week, but most of the time end up people just once a week and they're like, yeah, I'm good. You know, and I kind of, I realized that I kind of misspoke because it's not, it's not minimal effort because in that 12 minutes, when you are pushing yourself to just the right amount, just the right range, it's not like you're not working hard. You are working extremely, extremely hard, but the results are condensed because it's targeted and specific. And so I, I wanted, I wanted to clarify that so that it's, it's not like, you know, it's not a magic pill where you don't have to do any of the work, but if it's consolidated into one 12 minute workout a week, then hot diggity, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think the key to remember here is, um, you know, you're the one on ARX that's creating all of the, the force. So if you choose to not work hard, well, you're not going to get a lot back in return. Yeah. There's no way that like the machine forces you into doing anything. So yes, when I am exercising for my very minuscule 12 minutes, roughly a week, those 12 minutes are very focused. They're very intense. And I know I can go to that level every week because um, this machine is going to keep me in complete safety. So I'm always going to have the same range of motion. The speed of range uh, of the range of motion is always going to be the same. It's seven seconds up or seven seconds down. And when all those variables are, are not something I have to think about and consider, well, you better believe I'm able to be more focused in the moment of just doing a leg press. I'm not also thinking about, is this the right weight? What if this, what if this weight stack is, uh, you know, what if it comes down too far? Is my back going to be able to handle that? Mm. I mean, these are the things that intuitively have to happen when you're, when you're using a legacy traditional tool, like a weight, but with our stuff, we love to see people just kind of completely glaze over and get in like the zone Yeah, and they're gone for two minutes while they just crush a leg press and go inward and just work mm -hmm. as hard as they possibly can. And because they're able to do that, plus the combination of this adaptive resistance, which gives you much more resistance than you otherwise could get with a weight, you are able to accomplish so much more of a hit to your body in a positive way, um, a stimulus, that the potency of that is just like, it's no one's ever felt that before. And we see that time and time again, when people do their first set, they're like, 
holy crap. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just did four reps and I'm like completely out of breath. My legs are burning. What just happened? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's really the shift is when you have a more potent resistance, you can get more potent results from that exercise. Yeah. And that's really what we're trying to propagate into the world. Awesome. You know, when I, when I first heard about it, uh, it must've been, must've been a while ago. Uh, and, uh, and saw the, the Dave Asprey interview and started to look into a little, a little bit, I couldn't help but be reminded of the body by science framework. And I know a couple of 60 something superhuman goons, like really, I know there's one guy specifically, his name's Dr. Bob. He works on um, a lot of the Seahawks guys. Uh, he's an acupuncturist and herbalist. Uh, he's like six, eight. He plays basketball four nights a week. He's just as not an absolute specimen. And he introduced me to this, to this notion of, of uh, 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 body by science, which, you know, focuses on super slow, super focused, you know, maximum exertion sort of lifting. And, and I think that, that, that a number of people might understand that connection, um, which kind of leads into the question around where, where was this birthed out of and does it have a similarity um, to, to body by science? Yeah, let's, let's, let's clarify a couple of things here. So number one, Body by Science is a book written by a doctor, uh, Doug McGuff. He's a friend of ours. And Doug wrote this book 11, 12 years ago at this point in time. The premise of the book and the premise of the workout at its core is we're going to do slow controlled exercise using weights, right? Machines particularly. And we're going to do the minimal effective dose. So we're going to do maybe like 90 seconds or like a 90 second set of chest press. But at the end of that 90 seconds, we are going to be huffing and puffing and working hard. We're going to choose a weight that is going to force us roughly with like a, you know, eight to 10 second cadence up and an eight to 10 seconds cadence going down. It's like a 16 second rep, you know? So very slow. So the muscle stays under tension the whole time. And we're challenging it at, you know, a significant amount of resistance so that when you are done with that one set, I mean, you are done, done. Like you don't want to touch another weight. Mm -hmm. Like that's the goal of that type of training. You go back in history, um, back to like the seventies and the eighties. And this methodology was uh, first brought to light by the inventor of the Nautilus um, exercise machines. His name is Arthur Jones. And so Arthur Jones came on the scene. He's like, look, I think we can get a ton of work done if we just worked harder during those sets. And then he built Um, the first cam and the first resistance exercise machines that used somewhat of a varying resistance curve. Um, Not really easy to talk about on a podcast, but if you just look up the Nautilus cam, you're just, you, it's a pretty cool idea that like when I push it out, the weight kind of adjusts and changes a little bit due to mechanical leverage of this, 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 uh, this cam. And that was the first time that anybody had really done anything from a machine perspective and added in this other mechanical adjustment. And to be frank, like that's still kind of what machines look like today. Mm. They still all resemble a lot of the early designs that happened in the seventies, eighties and nineties. So we really haven't innovated that far away from there, but if you are going to use that system or really when you're going to do any type of exercise, um, intensity matters. Like that's what all of the body by science people proved. When it came time for us to consider 
well, how do we take, how do we, how do we become the ones that push the industry forward? Right. Clearly in 60 years, no one's really been changing it. The gyms look like almost the same as they did, you know, 20 years ago. And, uh, when we thought about it, it was, well, a weight is a static number. It's a hundred pounds the whole time. So you got to add in all these kind of levers and pulleys and all this stuff to make it adjust so that it fits what we call the strength curve. And the way to imagine that is, are you stronger in a bench press at the bottom closest to your chest or at the top, right? The answer is the top by like a good margin. You could easily lower things, but getting it off your chest going the opposite way it's a lot more difficult. And so you have a mechanical disadvantage in one place and a mechanical advantage in the other at the top, but weights don't care. Weights are just a hundred pounds up and a hundred pounds down. And so if you think about it, if you're doing a standard bench press and the hardest part of that bench press is down by your chest, which is also, by the way, the place where you have the least amount of force capability. Mm. If you stop doing a bench press right there, Cause you're like, I did five reps. And on the sixth rep, I couldn't get it off my chest in my weakest point. You say, Oh, I did, I did my, you know, my maximum amount today. Incorrect. You did the maximum amount at your weakest point. There's a lot of value of stressing the muscle and the bones and the tendons and ligaments throughout the whole range of motion. And if we could just lift that bar off your chest and bring it back up to the top where you are strong again, you have a, a leverage advantage. Well, I could do a whole nother rep coming down the way down and then you have to lift it off my chest. And so weights still have this limitation of being a single number the whole time. And we try to adjust and vary for that with pulleys and levers, but it, it's still never perfect and it changes per person. So our original idea was, well, what if we just made it impossible to quote unquote, lift the weight? What if there was no weight at all? What if you could never win? That's a motor. That's a machine. That's a robot on the other side, right? But we're not going to go full Terminator uh, on you. And this thing is not going to crush you and kill you. We're going to program it. We're going to make sure that it has, uh, you know, safety built into it. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's you versus this, this me uh, mechanical system, this motor, and you can never stop it. You can never beat it. But that doesn't matter because all it is doing is just matching back and forth whatever you throw at it. So in that same situation, I might be doing 100 um, hundred pounds of force, uh, at my chest level, but as the motor starts moving away and I'm creating force against it, as it, as it's going further away from me, it could go from hundred to 120 to 140 to 200 when I'm fully extended at the top. Mm -hmm. And then it could be 260 just at the moment when it turns around and comes back down. And then it goes back to 180, 140, 120, 100. And it just this big bell curve that goes all the way up and comes all the way down. And that's one rep. And this is the beauty of the system. Like you're using technology to support what we already know is to be true. We are stronger at the top of the range of motion than we are at the bottom of the range of motion. And it changes up and down every single time we move our hands and every time we move a limb, it's always changing. You need something that is going to maximize that and, and give you the right amount of resistance the whole time. That's the premise of what we did. And it's been working phenomenally for thousands of people. Awesome. Uh, for the last 10 years. Yeah. You know, I remember Dom Diagostino talking about the problem with weightlifting is that it overloads the joints and underloads the muscles. Right. right. And, and that's exactly what you've laid out is let's put less pressure 
on the joints. So let's, let's make sure that this machine is matching within those range of motions to be optimal. Um, when it comes to the actual motion, let's just, let's just stay on bench press. Um, you said that you can input, uh, you can program it to have a specific range of motion. And what I have been finding, learning out there in the world is that full extension, like to lock out, may not be the best thing for your joints. Do you guys believe in that as well? Do you go to full extension, for example, on the bench press? Uh, yeah, it's a good point. So let's talk about what full extension means and, and with the leg press, chest press, doesn't matter. But when the arms are fully extended, it's all the bones and everything are lined up and stacked on one another. And so the reason why that's not good is it's exactly what Dom said. It overloads the joints in the wrong way. So we're not really working the muscle. We call that um, in that particular, if it was fully extended, that'd be active insufficiency. And so uh, what we don't want is to be fully extended. We never want the muscle to be, to let, um, we never want the muscle to lose contraction. Mm -hmm. And in that case, when it's fully extended, the muscles are not fully contracted at that point. And in fact, they're kind of resting. And so when we set up ranges of motion for people, um, the way we guide them is to go just short of that. Mm -hmm. So let's say it's really 90% of the range of motion and we never get to full lockout in any scenario. Now there's also some safety benefits of that, some huge safety benefits. But if our goal is to challenge the muscle throughout the whole range of motion and never let the muscle have an opportunity to rest in any way, um, then we wanna make sure we keep the, the boundaries you know, 90% of the range of motion. And we can get really precise about that because for everybody, it's just a little different, right? It's a little different when I'm rowing and depending on your, you know, your flexibility of things. So we can say down to the hundredth of an inch, you know, Sean, your range of motion for a chest press is 15.56 to, you know, 20.33. And that will happen. That range of motion will happen every single rep every single time on every single air x machine in the world hmm. that's the difference of saying i mean when you go in a gym you have no idea what your range of motion is you yeah. can't repeat it every time because it's impossible to stop the bar and start the bar at the exact same point and you don't know uh, you machine one to machine two uh in seattle area or austin texas where i am those, those machines can be totally different. So there's this learning curve that you always have to go through with our stuff. I know every machine that I step on uh, is going to have the exact range of motion. It's going to keep me in a safe place and it's going to be optimally uh, set to always be loading my muscle and not those joints in a negative way. And I just, I love the idea that it's so much, I feel so much safer yeah. when that's happening. And so do people who uh, use the tech, they always re refer back to like, I feel so free hmm. is a term I hear a lot. They're not worried about, is this thing going to hurt me? Am I doing it right? It's like, well, we solved all that for you. Now you just yeah. work hard. That's yeah. it. So, so that's that, kind of how we look at it. Is that based on like, let's just, again, for the, for the bench, is that based on your, the length of your arm or, or how do you, how do you calculate in what the, what that optimal range of motion is for any one individual? Yeah, so it does require uh, a little bit of understanding of like some basic, you know, anatomy. Um, but generally speaking, what we're looking for is in a bench press is a good example uh, is, you know, your, your humerus um, where your bicep and everything is connected. That's got to be like right around in line with your, your torso when it's closest to you. 
some people like the stretch feeling. I don't know. That's not really my thing. Um, I like to be, you know, right at that point, maybe just short of that to ensure that I'm not going to have any issues um, with shoulder rotation, mm-hmm. um, sh- shoulder range of motion. And then on the way out, I just want to make sure that at no point in time I can ever push hard enough to where my elbow would lock. And if I'm in that, you know, kind of half middle ground, then I know that my muscles are going to be challenged. My triceps, uh, my shoulder are all going to be challenged the whole time. My pecs. And you can tell when you go too far because the number on the screen drops off. It goes Mm. down. You lose force capability. Right. So you get too far back, too close to you. Remember, we said that's the least strong that you are as an individual. So the number will go down at some point in time. So you could literally say, like, it's at 100, go a little further. I go a little further and you're trying to push as hard as you can. It's like 80. So you don't have as much capability there. So as long as it's, uh, it feels safe and you have the right range of motion, cool, have at it. But we always are telling people we never lock our knees in a leg press, we never lock our arms in a, in a bench press. Mm-hmm. There's no value to be had at that part of the range of motion it's really only time you know a lot of things can go wrong yeah so we can control for that we can repeat every single time every single rep on every every machine that exists in the world and that's like uh that's really a game changer yeah yeah i think about i think about my high school and college lifting days and how many injuries the meatheads experience because they went too far or went up just a, a little too heavy or, you know, lifted when they were tired and slipped and all that, all those variables, all those scary stories about people screwing up their back or, yeah. you know, tearing a, tearing a pectoral, uh, or get taken out of the equation. That's, that's exciting. Well, get them in the, get them in the colleges. How many are they in colleges now? I mean, where, where, where are they now? Yeah, so right now, uh, I guess our biggest name um, in the athletic performance world would be Gonzaga men's basketball. Yeah. So they were a national championship last year. And, you know, they're using it for all sorts of things. But primarily, they just, they they struggle with some of their athletes um, who are really tall to do a lot of like the lower body movements safely. Because, you know, it's, it's a pretty long way to go all the way from mm-hmm. seven foot down to the ground. And so, uh yeah, they're using that as a diagnostic tool to find out how people are progressing throughout a season. So most people think that um, at the at the athletic level, the higher levels, that you know those guys are are progressing during the season in some way. It's the opposite. It's like a race to who can uh, <laughs> who can survive. Yeah. Right. Like a full sixteen game schedule for the NFL, and so it's not a matter of nobody is nobody's increasing i guess uh their performances during during the year it's all about like how do i mitigate the fatigue that's happening and that's what you when you have quantified numbers in various ways this is why the aura ring and the whoop strap and the bio strap and all the companies out there from a wearable perspective they're putting quantification to people's recovery well you can do the same thing with our tech and you could just do a leg press in the preseason. Let's say it's uh, 500 eccentric max. Great. Mid-season, uh, you're only at 450. Okay, so where are we at? Going down, but not by much. Maybe by the end of the year, after you've just been grinding and playing, you know, however many games they play, then you're down to like 300. It's like, holy crap. That's almost like a, that's like a 40% drop. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can modulate training volumes, progressions, all that kind of stuff using quantified numbers. And it helps, you know, a lot to have something that's, that's objective to go back to each time that, you know, the machine didn't change 
You know that we, the range of motion wasn't different. You know the speed was the same. It's really just the the athlete themselves is the one that is uh, is changing. And so we just monitor that. And yeah, guys like uh, Travis up there at Gonzaga, they, they, they find it very valuable to have that information at their hands. But we are still very, very new in that space. And I think it's going to be a huge um, wake-up call for a lot of strength and conditioning programs when, uh, yeah, come next year in 2023, when things start to really take off and more of these industries, more of these teams start adding it to their protocol. Yeah. I should have you go, uh, or maybe introduce you. One of the longtime listeners of this podcast is the head of strength and conditioning for, uh, university of Cincinnati basketball. And he's got all sorts of cool gear and, um, he's, he's cutting edge. So, uh, let me forget for afterward. For sure. There's so many people out there who are doing cutting edge stuff, but generally speaking, uh, they're not as cutting edge as most people assume. Yeah. Um, there's only a few that are really like on, on the edge and a lot of them are just keeping it super traditional. And, uh, you know, maybe they add ice baths or maybe they add like a cryo unit or something. Mm-hmm. And that's like, Ooh, but you and I both know. And if you go to the, the biohacking show, you recognize like how far people are really, um, at that level, at the pro level of having access to all the greatest stuff out there. They just, they're working hard on their athletes. They have their tried and true programs. Um, it takes a little longer for them to, to be exposed to this and then to trust it. I mean, you're dealing with really, really high profile people who are very expensive um, if they get injured. So yeah, it'll, it, it'll be, it'll be an opportunity in the future. And I'd love to talk to anybody who's already on that, that cusp. Like I said, we're just getting started and it's exciting to imagine like what the NFL and what that the college level could look like when they start adding something like ARX to their program. I think it'd be, a game changer for injury prevention, force output records will be broken. It'll be awesome. Awesome. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the science. Uh, I, I know that you guys just completed a research study. Um, what, what does the science say? What does it not say? What does it prove? Can you walk us through a little bit about some of the scientific backing that you guys are working with? Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about just generally speaking, um, you know, our type of exercise, which is, a higher intensity exercise tends to be people use it that way. Plus the addition of adding resistance on the eccentric side, the lowering side of a bench press, right? So in a standard weight world, it's hundred pounds down, hundred pounds up, same all the time. But with ARX, that could be, you know, 200 pounds on the way down and hundred pounds up. And that eccentric amount of load on the system has huge benefits. And this is uh, founded throughout all sorts of therapy, rehab studies, um, where people are getting you know, back from Achilles tendon tears, and they might raise up on two feet and then just lower on one um, to add a little extra resistance on the way down. You know, that's a very simple one. It's near and dear to my heart because I tore my Achilles <laughs> uh, and had to do that you know, 11 years ago. But the, the point is, is that adding resistance on the way down um, as we lower things is valuable because as we just talked about earlier, well, we're stronger during that period of time. So we, we can handle more. So let's, let's optimize the system here. Let's, let's, let's add a little weight. This also manifests itself in um, weight rooms when people are, you know, kind of pushing down on a bench press, you know, as a spotter, I'm pushing down on my buddy and then I'm helping him pick it up and I'm pushing down and I'm helping him pick it up. Yeah, it's like a little manual ARX machine that they're trying to create. Like, <laughs> you, you need a magic barbell to do it perfectly or an ARX machine. But 
in that case, it's like, okay, we know that there's value because that's where um, the most amount of tension can be put on the system because you're most capable. And what happens when you hit those levels of tension is you get a benefit from micro tearing in the, in the uh, actual muscle fiber. So resisting at a higher intensity on the way down would be valuable for hypertrophy. So you get more muscle damage when the eccentric fibers are all contracted and they get pulled through a range of motion. So awesome. But also there's tendon and ligament stiffness that occurs. There is a level of bone mineral density that improves when you're dynamically lowering something at a high enough threshold of resistance. So all of these things are very uh, available um, via standard exercise research. They just don't also have an ARX version of that, but we're working on that, <laughs> you know, still new to the scene, I guess you could say. And so that's like the core fundamental of, of what we compare ourselves to is like, there's a mountain of research about high intensity exercise and its value. All we are doing with our technology is optimizing that system perfectly. Like we're making it so that you can do it every single rep for every single second, every single set in, in for a lifetime and stay in complete safety and solve all the problems we just talked about with range of motion and speed and all that stuff. And so that's already there. We did a study with uh, Western Colorado University last year where we said, you know what? We need to get a study that shows us in direct comparison to what the, uh, the, the recommended dose of exercise would be. And so the ACSM, American College of Sports Medicine, recommends like three times a week working out using resistance exercise, so weights, um, or doing resistance exercise with weights, three times a week, about 60 minutes per session, working at about a moderate intensity, 70% um, of your one rep max, right? Mm -hmm. That's if you walk into any weight room right now in America, like a big box gym kind of situation or otherwise, 95% of the people are not working that hard, right? Yeah, There's a couple right. of people on there who are spitting on the, on the mirror and they're getting crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the majority of people, right? Like most people do a set. We've all been there. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to you listener. And when you're done, you're like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm breathing a little heavier. And then you check your iPhone and you're like scrolling Instagram and you like do another rep. And you're like, yeah, no, that was a good one. That's about 70% effort is roughly where it is. And you could still get benefits doing it that level, that, that, to that level. But that doesn't mean it's optimal that you're not maximizing your human potential by doing that. You are just accomplishing what I would call the bare minimum in that situation. So we were like, well, what if we put ARX and compared it to that? Like we did an ARX workout versus the workout I just described. And 12 week study, three groups, uh, average age is about 45 years old. And it was, it was unbelievable um, to watch. The number one, the motivations of the study were something we cared deeply about. We did not want anybody to look back and say like, oh, well, of course, the guys at Western Colorado gave you a favorable result. Like they, you gave them a machine. They paid full retail. Hmm. It was like everything was on the up and up. And, uh, you know, we made sure when we designed this uh, study with them, we were like, we want everything to be uh, as clear cut and obvious to the reader that like, yes, this is well, this is like a well-organized study with good science. And we did that. And so here are the results. Uh, strength, VO2 max, weight, 
and um, and time. Those are like the main ones that we 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 measured. So let me get through these real quick here. So fat loss component, ARX group won by two and a half times the amount. Mm -hmm. uh, the lean muscle mass increased twice as much in the ARX group compared to the weight group. The VO2 max, your cardiovascular potential there, increased by three and a half times the amount of wow. uh, compared to the weight group by doing ARX instead. Um, most people never equate weightlifting or resistance exercise with cardiovascular benefits. Wrong. <laughs> and it's a bummer because it's like, oh my God, now I don't have to go run 10 miles every week in order to feel like I'm working my heart. Mm -hmm. Turns out, guys, it's all connected. You can't just work the bicep and not work the heart. Longer story for a different day. Um, and then the average participant lost seven and a half pounds of fat and gained four pounds of lean mass in 12 weeks. And here's the kicker. They did it all in one third the amount of time that was invested compared to the weight group. Wow. So it was 70% more efficient in their time. They did about 13 minutes of actual exercise in the ARX group. They got all of those benefits, two times more lean muscle mass, two and a half times uh, loss of fat, three and a half times cardiovascular improvements. And they did it in a third less time. That's incredible. When you optimize the system and you are working to a level of intensity, you can do, you can get really potent results. That's, that's what we took away from this. Wow. Wow. That's pretty incredible. I mean, that, that hits that hit, I mean, faster, stronger, less weight, more muscle mass, greater VO2 max. That's, uh, that's pretty incredible. Uh, when I think about, I'm just trying to picture what an, what a typical workout would look like. Um, you know, I know the, the machine has a lot of capabilities. What, what does, uh, what does a typical, is, is it structured the same way for each person? Um, and how many different movements will say lifts, how many different lifts are there in a typical 12 minute exercise session? Yeah. So we have two models of machine, the alpha and the omni, and you can go on our website, arxfit.com, take a look at them. You can watch videos on our YouTube channel and kind of see everything in action. So anybody who's listening, who's not familiar, like take, take, you know, two, three minutes to go imagine and see what this really is. Uh, and then you'll recognize that it's all the same type of exercises you're used to, your leg presses and your chest presses and your pull downs and your rows and your bicep curls, et cetera. But uh, the way we structure most people's starter workouts, and this can you know vary, but at the very bare minimum, you're going to do a push movement, chest press in most cases, a pull movement, a row in most cases, and some lower body movement. And that's going to be most of the time a leg press or a deadlift or a belt squat. Those hmm. are your options. And so a push, a pull, and a drive movement with your hips. That's, that's a very good foundational program to start people off. Now, how many reps are you going to do? How many sets are you going to do? You're probably going to end up doing around six to eight total reps, broken up sometimes into one or two sets. So it could be like two sets of four or two sets of three, or you could just bang it out and just do one set of six or one set of eight of leg press. And that takes roughly about a minute and seven seconds, minute and a half, um, depending on how fast your range of motion is. The, the default in the software is always um, seven seconds positive, seven seconds negative, so 14 second rep. We can control pauses, all that kind of stuff, but just assuming that you're doing the, the, you know, the stock program, 
three exercises, about a minute and a half a piece, and you're doing it at whatever capacity capability you have um, from an intensity perspective. You could maybe do two sets of that. Uh, you may in the early days get away with doing it twice a week. Um, but generally speaking, most people only do it once a week because they are not fully recovered hmm. in seven days, which blows people's mind because they're like, what do you mean? How is that possible? Like I can, I feel recovered. And then they get on the machine, they look at the numbers and you try to run the exact same workout you did last time. You're like, <laughs> I don't got it. You don't got it. You're down 25% today, Sean. Like you are not fully recovered. You might feel that way. Um, but it's, that's a subjective feeling. We're trying to go objective with the data. And so you'll do, that's like the bare minimum. A bigger program would be maybe five exercises, six exercises where you add a pull down, um, you add a bicep curl or a tricep press down, you add like an overhead press. There's all sorts of variations of things that you can add, but the goal is that you want to make sure you're doing compound muscle groups, meaning like, or compound exercises, more than one muscle group. When I'm doing a leg press, you know, it's my glutes and my hamstrings and my quads and like my tendons and my ligaments and my knee and even like your feet and your calves, like everything's kind of being utilized, which means it's more efficient, right? Instead of just doing isolation movements, like a bicep curl, which really only helps the bicep mm -hmm. your forearms. So when we try to pattern things, it's like minimal effective dose, maximal output and maximal return on your investment. That's really what we're trying to get people to do. And so that's what it would look like once or twice a week. And then most people end up doing once a week is kind of where they end, um, depending on the recovery profile. Yeah. T t tell me a little bit about the recovery. Does that, uh, that's a funny, funny thing. Like, Oh, I feel pretty good. I'm at day four. You know, I just worked out four days ago and I go on the machine and I, I can't do what I did last time. Um, is what I've learned is that a lot of the soreness that people experience from, you know, going to 24 hour fitness and just, you know, beasting it with, with the, with the folks at the gym is that a lot of that's just coming from, from tendon soreness. And, and, and it's like, Oh, geez, I'm all oh, can't, can't shampoo my hair today because I, I really thrashed my tries. Um, with this, with, with the ARX, is there less soreness? I would say it varies. It could be more soreness in a lot of cases. Um, I'll make the case that it's the right kind of soreness. It's, we're not pushing as much uh, stress on a lot of the joints because we're not using them as much. So imagine if you did like 100 pushups in order to do your chest workout. That's 100 times your shoulders and your elbows and your wrists have to uh, like go through a range of motion. Yeah, that can, for people who have arthritis, people older, people who just at some point, it's, it's just, it becomes inflammatory. Um, if I'm doing a chest press on ARX, I might only have six reps total. So mm. yeah, that's 94% less uh, wear and tear on the joints. So when I get sore after an ARX workout, I know it's the right soreness. It's targeted correctly because I, I couldn't have created that much inflammation in my joint. Um, assuming yeah. that I yeah kept my volume low. And that's what's it's great. We have a lot of people, um, Lyme disease, uh, all sorts of different neurological issues. A um, lot of inflammatory problems with people who are like, I can't exercise because every time I do a leg press, you know, my knee flares up so bad for two days that I can't walk. And you're like, wow. So basically you wrote off exercise forever, mm. which is the case. Many people will live an entire life of just avoding doing anything strenuous when that's, that's the outcome they're used to. 
uh, and then they get on our machine and they're like, can you set it really low? <laughs> I was like, there's no, there's no setting of it. You control everything. This is your, uh, your output will just be matched back to you one-to-one. -one. And uh, they feel a little nervous at, at, at the beginning. And then when they're done and they've just worked probably as hard as they've ever worked doing a leg press, I'm like, so how's the knee? Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know what? It feels good. But then there's, they're apprehensive. So, but I'll, I'll let you know tomorrow. Cause in the morning, it always flares up at me after I do anything this hard. I say, cool, <laughs> text me in the morning and I'll check it back in with them. And I'm like, how's the knee? And they say, it's amazing. I don't have any pain. I don't have any inflammation. And that's, that's amazing. Like that makes me feel so good that I can provide that to somebody yeah. who otherwise wrote it off entirely, who never would have done another leg press probably for their whole life because that knee probably would have stayed bad for 20 years. Yeah. Well, we all either have injuries like that, or we know people who go through that. And uh, yeah, so we want to make sure that the soreness is the right type of soreness. If we are pushing hard and we're working our best and we're doing a lot of that eccentric lowering of the weight um, or getting a lot of that eccentric resistance. Yeah. You're going to have some muscle fiber damage and that's going to, you're going to feel that in the morning. It's going to be a little wake up call when you get out of bed and you go to brush your teeth. Um, but that's the goal of exercise. We want a little bit of a hit to the stimulus that makes us you know, weaker essentially in that moment that acts as the signal to the body to be like, Oh my God, what did you do to my biceps yesterday? And then your body all of a sudden is like, we need to get it down with protein synthesis. We need to bring some building blocks back to that. And so all of this cascade of events starts to kick off because you did this one thing yesterday and the effects of resistance exercise, high quality version, 36 to 48 hours, man, you're still churning through hormones are improving. Testosterone goes up, growth hormones kicking in. Like there's so much stuff that happens from this little event that you did yesterday. Mm -hmm. So if you can make that optimal and also so that your knee doesn't hurt, well, heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> sign me up. And people, yeah. people get back into exercise who otherwise had written it off. Yeah. That must, that must be really great. You know, in, in the testimonial videos, you have some, some, uh, more mature folks that talk about how it's changed their life, how they've, uh, they've been able to, to have fun and, and see the results feel better, feel stronger. So yeah, it reinforces that. Um, what do the haters say? What, haters. What I love they, the haters. How do they poke holes? What, how do they try to call BS on it? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So let me, I like to use that term because I found ARX in 2013. I joined the team in 2014. And since day one, I have been calling, I've been trying to personally call BS on this product and this type of exercise from the get-go. I am always waiting for somebody to walk up to me at a show who's like, you know, some scholar or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you got it all wrong here, son. Like this yeah. is, you're doing it terrible never happens. And so I've sought out other people. I've sought out people who are educated in, you know, physiology and anatomy and exercise. And you're like, fundamentally, am I missing something here? Is there like, are, are we, are we, are we all going to get cancer for doing ARX or something like in the future? But like right now everyone's jacked and really strong, feeling the healthiest they've ever felt. It's like, is there like a, a long tail to this? Like we're not seeing. And so we are, we are, optimistic skeptics, <laughs> right? Like we're constantly trying to look for, well, how do we make it better? What are we missing? What can we improve? And there are some things definitely we can improve upon from like, you know, hardware, software, et cetera. But fundamentally, 
this is the realest thing that I've ever come across in the biohacking world. Like it just, it just, it just feels in every way when you're doing it, you're like, yeah, this is my, it feels normal in my body. Like my body accepts this in a positive manner. I've been doing ARX workouts for eight years. They're still hard. They're still <laughs> working. I'm still getting stronger and better in the same way for, you know, thousands of people. So at first when it's just like a small team, you know, you're kind of looking around and be like, Oh my God, is this for real? Like we need more people, get more, get, get your friends in here. And then we get our friends in there and then we start selling machines to the world and they get their friends in there. And then we call them and we're like, kind of apprehensive about it. Like, Hey, you've had it for a year. Like, is it, is it working? Like, how's it doing on your end? Cause it's doing really good down here, but how's it doing over in Nashville, Tennessee? Mm-hmm. And then they have the same response. They're like, Oh man, I have this 80 year old lady who came in and like, she had terrible uh, arthritis and couldn't get out of a chair. She walks down and she like went to the store the other day and told me a story about how she carried a, a bag of groceries home. And you're like, amazing. Like, mm-hmm. okay. And so I feel pretty confident after eight years of being around this stuff that like it's fundamentally correct. You want to poke holes in it? I mean, there are some people in the athletic performance world who would be like, you can't just do uh, like a leg press and be a full athlete. And then they expect me to like have a counter argument in favor of ARX versus that. I'd be like, no, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, what? They're like, you know they're expecting a fight and it's like no we get it this is just one form of being this is a very fundamental key part of being a human being that we need to check the box to do you have strong bones do you have strong ligaments do you have muscles do you have all of the hormones necessary in order to contrate uh create force at a high level great awesome check it off now if you want to go run a marathon you're gonna to have to go learn how to run and yeah. swim and ride a bike just because you have jacked quads does not mean that you are a full functioning, ready to go attack the world, do anything person, but you are well, well on your way from a fundamental perspective. You have the baseline kind of like chassis to the car. Like you got great shocks, you got great tires, but like crap, you don't know how to drive. You don't know how to drive this thing. Like you got to go learn how to, you got to go learn how to run because you run like a dummy. Like those are the kind of things that, yeah, that's what life is about. If you have a Ferrari now though, which, you know, I feel like most people who end up using their X, like they end up having this, this amazing system. It's like, well, go drive the Ferrari, man. Go yeah, have fun with it. Go play. You want to go hit a golf ball 300 yards? This is my, my gym. <laughs> then go do it. But if you also want to go climb a mountain, have at it. Like you're never going to hear otherwise. And if you want to train in other ways, Feel free to do that too. Add some kettlebells, add some maces, add jump roping, do whatever you want, man. But the fact is if the chassis isn't right and the shocks aren't good, the car's Mm going to break down at some point in time when you're doing all those other things. So make sure you got your fundamentals in check and then go have fun. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Get, build, build, build a mold how you want so that you can go play and live your life and be stronger and healthier and greater capacity to do the things that you love. I mean, I think that's what everybody wants, right? They, they don't, they, they want to be strong so that they can be healthy, but it's not just being healthy. It's because they want to hold their, they want to be able to take one trip and get their groceries. They want to pick up their grandkids. They want to, they want to be able to drive 300 yards. You know, they want to be able to do the things that make them feel good that work into their lifestyle. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's such a cool, it's such a cool piece of equipment. And, you know, 
it it seems to me like the type of equipment that and the system based on good science and i can't wait for more more research to come out because i'm sure you guys are, are plotting what's next um it, it seems to me like like the type of paradigm that will that anybody and everybody could benefit from um so where can people find these? Of course, they can go to your website, but are there like ARX gyms or do, you know, specific high level elite personal trainers have these? Is there a way for them to go find one and try it out? Like what's, what's their greatest access point? Yeah, for sure. This is uh, kind of the logical progression, right? It's like, you learn what it is. You're like, holy crap, that sounds awesome. Like, where do I get on one? Yeah. So uh, you can go to our website. You can reach out to us. Uh, just send in, you know, a form and let us know where you're at. We'll, we'll give you the nearest location. Also, the better way to do that, you know, so you don't have to go through that process is just Google ARX Nashville, ARX Chicago, ARX Austin. Um, all of our customers who do have these machines uh, have some have websites and, you know, they're easily found. Um, that's, that's number one. Uh, we have primarily the majority of our machines are in the United States and then uh, we have a couple that are in Australia, a couple that are overseas in Europe. Um, but we're launching Dubai in a month or two. We got Hawaii on the map, uh, which I know is in the United States, but you know, kind of is it. <laughs> and so there's all sorts of places that um, we have up near you in Seattle area, North Seattle. And so there's all sorts of places that are opening up shop and they do you know biohacking gyms where they have biochargers and infrared saunas and a lot of fun stuff upgrade labs is a franchise that's out there um they have two locations right now but they are looking to expand rapidly uh in the coming year so they are also a location that you can go after and if they're not there yet they will be uh, probably soon in the next one to two years but yeah getting on a machine is like we, we said this from day one um our biggest mission and goal from a company is to get butts in the seat is what we call it like you gotta try this like you don't understand it until you've tried it yeah i've talked to people for hours about it i've given um you know i've talked to people who are very highly trained coaches highly trained athletes who train heavy weight man like they're moving moving some weight and they get on it and they're blown away Mm. so when i say that it is a felt experience i mean i'm i cannot underscore that enough so getting on a machine is number one. If you're in Austin, Texas, that's where we're headquartered. That's where I live. And uh, you can swing down here. A lot of people are coming through Austin and, you know, feel free to reach out and if the scheduling works out, we can have you by. But yeah, um, or some people, honestly, they're just like, it's never going to come to Fresno, California, or they can't wait till it comes to Fresno, California. <laughs> and so they reach out and they're like, you know what? I'm going to bring it to Fresno. And so then they become a customer of ours. And that's kind of the progression for the last five years. Oh, that's cool. Uh, the, before we, before I ask the last question, which is a fill in the blank question, um, super obvious, but where can people find you online? Where would you direct them to go? Yeah, absolutely. So arxfit.com, when you get there, please download the ebook. It's a great offering that we, we wrote up, uh, beginning of this year. It goes through a lot of the research, not the ARX specific research, but a lot of the research behind resistance exercise and bone mineral density resistance exercise and genetic expression improvements that happen when you Mm. do high resistance exercise. I mean, it is truly the fountain of youth. Like I am hundred percent convinced um, that this is the thing that everybody has been looking for, but we keep talking about NMN and resveratrol and all this other stuff, which is cool. Like all of those things obviously will also help, but you are not, it's like saying like you put gas in the car, but 
you your like tires are flat like solve solve the fundamental things first nail those and then let's talk the cherry on the top man let's talk about adding one to two years of lifespan and health span i'm so i'm sorry to interrupt but i'm so glad you said that because there there is and continues to be uh, a population of people who are looking for this compound or this stack, you know, you said NMN, resveratrol, NAD, you know, they want to, they want to consume the thing that's going to make them live a long time. But what do we know really makes you live a long time? Lean muscle mass, right? Like the first thing that it should be, it should be the, it should be a vital sign. It, right. Right. It's heartbeat and that right. blood pressure. How much muscle mass does this guy have? Right. And so if you're, you know, if you're, if you're doing, you know, IV NAD and all this other stuff, the, you know, the sort of chemical, but you're, you know, 40 pounds overweight or, you know, you don't, you're not outside, you know, getting enough sunlight, like do, do the bio, do the stuff that you can handle. That's going to make, like you said, that's going to craft your body into the Lamborghini that it was meant that it was born to be. And then build on that because again, at the end of the day, Lean muscle mass is really gonna, what's going to make you live the longest and have the, the longest health span. Yeah. Don't water the lawn when the house is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like take care of the priorities first, everybody. Yeah. And that's sleep and that's drinking water and that's eating the right foods. And it's a hundred percent doing resistance exercise and yeah. mo- knowing like the capacity of your body, like move it, use it. It, it requires it. You can't skip it. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot skip it. In, and then once you have that in place, dive into it all. I literally just got an NAD IV like a week ago. Nice. So like I'm into all this stuff. I do all that stuff, but I only do it after I've completed all those basics. Like I went okay. through the basics of, man, this is like five, six, seven years ago um, where I really dove into like, I'm going to make sure I have all of my, you know, my blood work is good. And I don't have parasites and like my gut bacteria is good. And I digest food appropriately, like the basics. Let's do yeah. that. And then we'll get into some of the more fancy, fancy, uh, fancy, fancy biochargers or whatever, but a, a different conversation for a different day about where the industry is heading and kind of how people are, are missing the point here. But the fundamentals are the fundamentals and they will always be that like, you yeah. can't, you can't skip them. You can't fake healthy, right? You can't, you know, you can take a look at someone, the skin doesn't lie. Your physique doesn't lie. I can see your lifestyle, you know, the second I lay eyes on you. Yep. Go to an well, airport. I love to be yeah. watching an airport. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> What's this person up to? What's in that bag that you just got at the, you know, at the newsstand? Is it yeah, Cheetos? Yeah. Bugles, <laughs> bugles and a Coke. Um, well, this has been really great. I want to, want to end with a fill in the blank question that I ask um, most of my guests, which uh, you, it can be based on anything that, you know, um, doesn't necessarily have to be specific to ARX, but Fill in the blank and you can elaborate as much or as little as you'd like, uh, but fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing. Oh, man. I got a lot, but I'm just going to come up with uh, the one that hits me always is like the basics. First principles. If you don't understand the core underpinnings of something, you're going to get lost in the sauce. You're going to get lost in all of the minutia that happens thereafter and to harp on what we were just saying like people don't understand how absolutely vital it is to get good sleep they don't get it 
we talk about it. We like posture as if we know, right? Oh yeah, no, no, I get it. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't really know. And so you've dove in and we are still, by the way, learning of all the value that is of those. So people are out there still trying to f- figure out first principles, resistance exercise, your body can, can, you can't survive as being a Gumby, you know, mm-hmm. individual walking around with no muscle mass and at, at the turn of a hard right at a sidewalk, like your knee buckles. Yeah. Right. Like you can't be that fragile. It's just, it can't, you can, you certainly it's your right to be whatever you want in this life. But if you truly want to benefit, um, you got to get the basics and the fundamentals and the first principles. Right. And I think about those often. And when I get lost in life, I go back to them because that's, that's where all the magic is. It's not sexy. It's not like coming out of a lab experiment in Stanford, (laughs) you know, last week and more research is to be done, but it might cure cancer. It's like, well, there are other ways to support not getting cancer in the first place. Like maybe don't eat a lot of sugar. Mm -hmm. And like, that's kind of where I always, I lean to and tried and true, man. Like these bodies, we think we're special and unique, but we're the oldest thing going. Mm -hmm. We're the oldest thing going. And, And the old stuff, the things that stick around, what is it? The Lindy effect. The longer that things persist, the longer they will exist. Mm. <laughs> so like, yeah, sleep, you can't get rid of it. We try to hack it all the time. It never works. You have to have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are the things. First principles. Awesome. Mike Polano, thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Awesome, man. Thanks, Sean.